Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy executive and fabs coming coming to you, excuse me, on a Monday morning after the wild card round or the super wild card round as it was called mike and you know what i kind of enjoyed it what's up with you my man yeah man I, you know what though the sunday games weren't great until we got to sunday night when the browns i mean that was unbelievable i, I was shocked 28 to nothing and what's funny too and, and you know this as a cowboys fan uh, even at 28 to nothing the browns fans are probably still very nervous <laughs> right? yeah i don't blame them and Pittsburgh, eleven and zero, and then they go what one and five down the stretch, one and five. I don't know what happened to that team. And I think a lot of us got fooled, including myself, because they had that second half comeback against Indianapolis. And you're thinking, all right, maybe they're back. That wasn't the case. You know, Mike, you are one of the few people that I've spoke to 
um, that I would say like knows, you know, as much football as I do, or maybe more. Just when I, not not talking from the fantasy aspect or just the game. I've been watching this game since my earliest child, childhood memory is the catch. You know what I'm saying? So I, I watched that this was like, a bad memory. Also, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a tough one for a yeah. little three year old fantasy executive. Mm-hmm. But um, when I saw what the Steelers did, right, I immediately thought. I don't remember what year it was. Was it 19? It was either 84 or 86. The Jets started the season 10 and 0 and lost their last six games and got and lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Houston Oilers. <laughs> I'm not sure what year that was. I'd have to go back and and look. But I I mean, you go from 11 and 0 and the team to potentially knock out the Chiefs in the AFC to losing, almost losing to the Cowboys with Garrett Gilbert under center and then going on to Cincinnati and getting beat by a two-win Bengals team mm-hmm. on national television. If they hadn't come back in that Indianapolis game, I think a lot more folks would have been less surprised that the Browns won the way they did Regardless of the COVID situation with Stefanski and the loss of Olivier Vernon and the COVID nineteen scenario, the the offensive line issues, that it, it, it's it's shocking. And and Mike Tomlin, I have all the respect in the world for. There were a couple of calls like you're punting on fourth and one, yeah, right. I mean, and, and then you're punting, you're punting, you're getting your ass kicked, and you're punting on Cleveland's thirty eight, like. Yeah. What's, I don't know, man. Like, no, it's there tough. Just, there were just a lot of strange things that went on uh, uh, in terms of Pittsburgh just not being aggressive enough uh, in that contest. Not that they would have won, but wasn't very good. No, and I know Mike Tomlin is taking a lot of heat this morning, but I will say this to that Pittsburgh Steeler fan base. If you run Mike Tomlin, you got to replace him. And trust me, if you let Mike Tomlin go, Somebody's going to fire their coach today to hire Mike Tomlin. Oh, no, so, oh, yeah, 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 no doubt. No so, doubt. you know, you, you want to try to I understand it's, it's, it's emotional right now. You want to keep in there and you want to keep in there with Mike Tomlin, though, because mm-hmm. he's going to give you a better shot moving forward as you try to figure out what's next for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to get back to that game in a little bit. But obviously yesterday, the big talk, especially on social media, was the broadcast of the the Nickelodeon broadcast of the game. And I found it to be very creative. It was a bad football game, but it was a very creative broadcast. And, you know, obviously my son's a big grown boy now, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. He likes football, whatever. He despises fantasy because he's always <laughs> said, he, he always said, I saw I saw what fantasy football did to you. So he never got <laughs> so, he, so so he never got into it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. you know, and my daughter, she really has no interest in football anyway so i didn't really get a chance to enjoy it with a with 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 a, with a young person or a kid but i thought it was a very good very creative broadcast and i was like wow the nfl really knocked the ball out the park with this one yeah it was fun now i didn't get a chance to experience it because i don't get nickelodeon wow but i was watching a lot of the social media response to it with the slime in the end zones and i i, I do I, I do wonder this does Mitchell Trubisky get some sort of bonus in his contract for winning the <laughs> NVP award? And to me, the NV- how in the world? And did did they only allow people from Chicago to vote? 
Because the MVP in that game was definitely not Mitchell Trubisky. It was either Drew Brees or Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. Whatever. It wasn't Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, that's no. for sure. No, no, it, it surely wasn't. And you remember, listen, but, you know, the uh, grown-ups are not much better. Could you remember going into the 2019 season, the most liability in sports books for the MVP was Mitchell Trubisky. That's why I named him MVP Mitch. Now, with that being <laughs> said, my son is a Washington football team fan. Okay. And, and, and obviously, you know, big, diehard Dallas Cowboy fans in my family. But my son grew up in, literally, in Washington, D.C., minutes away from RFK. So, you know, his mother's side of the family, they're big Washington fans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was a game. My son was at my house on a Sunday, and we made a bet because he would say that I like the Cowboys and I like Washington. I said, you can't do both. So we made a bet, and I said it was a Washington and Dallas game. And I said, if Washington wins this game, you're free to be a Washington fan. If Dallas wins this game, you have to be a Dallas fan. You have to choose your team today, son. Okay. And we sat down and watched, in in recent years, one of the great all-time Cowboys-Washington game. This is the game what the phantom face mask call on Jason Witten that puts Washington in position to hit the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor, great game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But D- Dallas got Dallas leading the game. Washington comes back. It was a bad face mask penalty on Jason Witten, and it put Washington in there. And since then, my son has rooted for the Washington football team, and that's why his bills are not being paid right now. Now, <laughs> with that being said, another thing that's interesting, Mike, every year there is a guy that performs well in the playoffs and pushes his draft stock up. I remember Arian Foster the year before he went off had a good had a good had a good playoff game for the Texans. Jordy Nelson the year that the Packers won the Super Bowl he went absolutely crazy during that playoff stretch, and he was a guy that rised up draft boards. Mm-hmm. I know we've only been through one week, but have you starting to see players? Because I'm looking at a guy like Michael Pittman as a guy that could move up draft boards. If you know from you know it's only one game, but you see the usage. And then, obviously, you look at a, a guy like um, Jonathan Taylor also and J.K. Dobbins. Has there any, been any players that you've seen through this first weekend, through the wild card weekend, that you say, you know what, this guy could get a bump in his fantasy draft stock next season? To me, it's Cam Akers. No well, doubt. I, he, he was the top scoring running back in the wild card round. He had a 55% touch share. And I thought this guy had a high ankle sprain. Like, th- this is this is the... You know the least the, the least uh, uh, severe high ankle sprain I think I can ever remember of any player in any sport because he missed one game, came back and had what twenty five touches and then thirty against Seattle and one hundred seventy six scrimmage yards had had a had a historical game in the playoffs for a rookie running back and if this is the trend and we started to see it at the end of the regular season, K Maker is going to be a top thirty pick. He's yeah. going to be bottom line. He's going to be right. So. He was he was exceptional. I think Michael Pittman is also on that list. Had a very productive game uh, in a loss to Buffalo, and if if n- for no other reason than well, he's young, and the last thing that we'll remember about Pittman is him having that that you know solid game against Buffalo. I think he's likely moved ahead of T. Y. Hilton in terms of targeting Colts wide receivers for twenty twenty one, and. Hollywood Brown's been really good. Like 
not just yesterday um, or, or over the weekend, but the last month plus, he's been much better, much better. Could Baltimore use another wide receiver? Certainly. Imagine it'll never happen because it's in division, but imagine if like an OBJ went to Baltimore. Baltimore needs another wide receiver, but Hollywood Browns looked really good, really, really good uh, over the last uh, over the last month plus and had a great game when the team needed him against Tennessee. So those two players are, are the two that come to mind for me, unless you want to go crazy and talk about Taylor Heineke, who had a tremendous performance and one that's going to be very memorable. And I, I joke around with all of my Jets uh, fans, friends, and say, well, there's your starting quarterback in 2021. Get ready to hit him with the Heineke, pal. But um, <laughs> but he also was was pretty impressive. Uh, he, he played he played very, very well. Yeah, I, I, I like all of those names, and I would agree that Cam Makers uh, did show very well for itself along, as, long, as, as well as Michael Pittman. I think J.K. Dobbins got it working in that second half. I think that, you know, they, they think that was game plan specific to kind of mix Dobbins in more. Let's start with that game right there, Buffalo Bills. I mean, excuse me, the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans, probably the, the best rivalry in football right now. Mike, I'm old enough to remember a classic AFC uh, game between AFC – probably was a division round that year between the Ravens and the Titans. This is the Eddie George game. This is the yeah. mm-hmm. Ray Lewis interception game that kind of spurred Ray Lewis on to being the Hall of Famer that he was. But it's good to see these two teams get back to that heated rivalry because these two teams, when they're on it, they play some great football games. And and the game wasn't – it wasn't a terrible game. I thought it would be better. I thought there would be yeah, more no doubt. scored. Uh, what, what did I take out of that game? Well, Lamar Lamar got the monkey off his back somewhat. I mean, you know, remember Steve Young after he won the Super Bowl. But, like, you know, Lamar, what was what were people posting on social media after Baltimore was down 10 nothing? Oh, Lamar got it done in the playoffs. Yep. And Lamar got it done, rushed for over 100 yards, had a tremendous game. Yeah, he made a couple of mistakes, but ultimately Baltimore won. Their defense played very well. But Derrick Henry was bad. Derrick Henry... Yeah. Looked a little slow at times. Not that he's, you know, he's a burner, but this this next season I would be I would not be surprised if we're talking in 2022 about Derrick Henry being a disappointment in 2021. Yeah. So here, here's why, folks. Look at the history of two thousand yard rushers in the National Football League. Okay. We've had eight, including Henry, right? Every single one. Every single one has seen a significant decrease in points the following year. The the player who saw the smallest decline was Eric Dickerson in 85 after rushing for 2,105 yards in 84. He saw a 99-point drop. He went from RB3 to RB19. The, the player who, the only player who rushed for 2,000 yards in a single season that actually followed it up Finishing in the top 10 among running backs was Chris Johnson. CJ2K. But he saw a 120-point decrease in the in the in the stat sheets. That's a lot. So I'm not saying Derrick Henry doesn't belong in the first round. He absolutely does. But keep in mind, folks, that and, and, and if you want to argue age. Chris Johnson was 24 when he rushed for 2,000 yards. Terrell Davis was 26. Derrick Henry was 26. Jamal Jamal Lewis was 24. Eric Dickerson was 24. 
The only two guys that did it at an older age was Adrian Peterson, who, I mean, geez, Louise, remember that one coming off the He's ACL? Coming off the ACL. He was 28. The ACL that he tore in like the last game of the season. It was crazy. So he was 28, and Barry Sanders was 29. And Barry Sanders ended up having – he still had a good year following up. Sanders ended up the, – the decreases, though, were 578 yards total and 114 fantasy points. And that's Barry Sanders, but he was 30. But the rest of the group, they rushed for 2,000 right around the same age as Derrick Henry. I'm just saying. I will tell you this. If I'm in a dynasty league, if I'm in a keeper league, and I get a really good offer for Derrick Henry – Probably taking it. No, no, I can't disagree with you on that one right there. Um, a big year. Like I said, I was down on him coming into the year. He proved me wrong. I'm, I don't want to be down, down on him again next year. People can be like, look at you. You're down on him again. But he probably won't be somebody that will end up on any of my teams. Maybe on that one-two turn. Generally, does not going to fall there, especially after going for 2,000 yards this season. I think the pre-PR thing, that's kind of off of him right now. doesn't make a difference if he catch passes or not because he can run for 2,000 yards and score a bunch of touchdowns. But um, when you look at the Tennessee Titans, they are still, I think, going to have to get more creative on offense in, in, in order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs eventually. Yeah, w- without question. Without question. They, they have the talent, for sure. They, they do have some questions, though. I, Corey Davis is a free agent going into, uh, going into the offseason. So... They have to decide whether or not. And Corey Davis had a good season. He did. I mean, he, get, he didn't get to a thousand. He had a good season. You know, he was, he was pretty good. Um, I believe John, who's also a free agent, and yeah, Arthur Smith might get a head coaching job. So there could be some changes there in Tennessee. I will say this though: Ryan Tannehill didn't have the greatest game against Baltimore. Ryan Tannehill. You got to give him credit. The last year and a half, he's played at an MVP level. He really has. And people had written him off in Miami. Um, he ended up being another Adam Gase case, where uh, being coached by Gase certainly did not do him any favors. And, and again, you know, Tannehill was not. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't tremendous. Um, you know, in, in this in, in this playoff game from a statistical perspective, but. Got to give the guy credit, man. He's a top 10 quarterback. Yep. Uh, I'd run it back with Tannehill again. I don't see no problem with that. Um, you know, like I said, ultimately, when you look at the Tennessee Titans, you know, in order to, you know, let's just say that the the that that, that the, the the Chiefs are the, the rulers of the AFC because they are, and then they're going to be that way until somebody can take them down. But I, I think he's serviceable, more than serviceable, excuse me. And I think that he's a guy that, you know, I don't mind having as a fantasy uh, as a fantasy starter next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington and 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 uh, Tampa. I'm starting to think that Tampa can win this whole thing. Um, well, I think they can win the NFC. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. I like well, the I, way Tom Brady played. Tom Brady's Leonard, playing at a high level right now. Yeah. Yep. Leonard Fournette got it rolling. You mm-hmm. see, you see, Leonard Fournette's got it rolling. He's played well. They're getting the wide receivers involved, and the defense has stepped up too. So I was uh, impressed with what I saw from the Buccaneers. And it didn't look promising at times throughout the season, but in a year where I think the NFC is down, I think that this, I think I think I think they get a victory over the Saints next week, and I think it's all up in the air when they go possibly to Green Bay to play the Packers. Tough, um, tough to beat a team three times in the same season, which is what New Orleans would have to do. Although I do remember remember the year the Cowboys beat I know. Philadelphia I know. twice, including in the 
in the regular season finale, and then we had to play the Eagles the following week. And I remember thinking, there's no way we're beating them again, and we did. So, I mean, it's not something that's out of the realm of in, 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 in 07, they beat the Giants twice in the regular season. Right. Well, yes, and I then remember, you remember what happened. I, I, don't I don't want mean to bring that one up. That was a, that. that was yeah, painful. That, that was brutal. But I cried in the car that night. I was so, a grown man, and I left was, out the house and went and sat in the car and cried. We had a hell of a team too, uh, Romo and To. I mean, that team was just that, that. That that's the best team we've had in in two decades. Thirteen three. Wade 13 Phillips. I know Wade Phillips. Yeah. All right. Now you got to depress me, man. All right. So, oh, anyways. <laughs> so, but the the. The Bucs are playing well. I mean, Tom Brady's playing at a high level. He's not turning the ball over. He's been great. It's almost like, well, it's playoff time here. Got to turn things back up to uh, all the way to 10. And he's been great. And Breeze, yeah, he's been all right. The Saints got all their weapons now. Michael Thomas is back. He looked like Michael Thomas uh, a little bit closer, uh, had a touchdown. First time he had a touchdown in a long time, man. I mean, geez Louise, that's the un- un- just unbelievable. So unpredictable. No but the... I'd love to see Tampa Bay get to the NFC Championship game, and I'd love to see Brady versus Rodgers. The Saints have been so snake bitten in the postseason lately that I almost feel like something bad's going to happen to them. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I don't know, it, but it will. Something bad could could happen to them. But Mike Evans, you want to talk about a guy? Give him a game ball. No Hell, doubt. The way that he hyperextended his knee and he came back and had over 100 yards. I mean, whew, that was just unbelievable. I was in a wild card weekend draft. There's just five of us. Mike Evans didn't get picked. That's crazy. And honestly, Leonard Fournette didn't get picked either because we all thought Ronald Jones would be the guy and we weren't sure. Uh, you know, that, that, or we, you know, obviously you could never predict that Jones was going to deal with the quad in pregame and then couldn't play. But Tampa Bay's playing good right now. I, and Washington held their own, they held their own. And Taylor Heineke made a name for himself, but I'd love to see Brady Rogers. I'd love to see it. Although the Rams are going to give the Packers everything they can handle, no doubt about it. I don't 100%. think they can. I don't think they can. They can hang with them offensively. Jared Goff is still trash, and he's and he's banged up right now. And Seattle just—that's another thing. We'll talk about that in the offseason. What the hell happened? They they stopped letting Russ cook, man, and he was brutal in the second half of the season. Uh, in the statutes, they had, to, they had to they had to protect that defense. But to my thing is, to what extent did you protect that defense? It's mm-hmm. not like you have Derrick Henry. It's, you got you got Chris Carson, who sometimes shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Your best thing was Russ and throwing the football. Yes, that did expose you defensively, but it's better than than what I saw this past weekend. They were but winning I, games, man. Yeah, they're exactly. They were winning games, and they look bad down the stretch. Let me ask you this: Are we giving up on young quarterbacks too fast in this league now? Quarterbacks are not making it through their first contract. No, I know. I know. First round draft pick quarterbacks, but they're getting moved or they're having a guy replace them and they're still on their first contract. Are you talking about Haskins? Like, I mean, for him, I didn't like him. Haskins, Rosen, uh, it could happen to Donald this year. Haskins, see, I I never thought he was going to be a good pro. Okay. So I'm not surprised. But. He 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 got released ultimately because he was a knucklehead. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he does stupid stuff. Right. So and, and Rosen, I mean, do I think Rosen got a fair shake? No, he he didn't. I mean, he didn't get an opportunity uh, to play behind uh, a decent offensive line. You know, first off, but I mean, it, it's it's all. What have you done for me lately in this league? Hell, the Dolphins. They're 
There's people out there who want to trade him and get Deshaun Watson, which of course that makes a whole lot of sense. But the Dolphins are, I don't know, I don't know internally if this is the case, but Miami fans are ready to flip him and get him out of town if it'll get him Watson. And there's also been reports that, and and again, Miami internally has said had said different things that the Dolphins, you know, some of the Dolphins fans think, hell, we should take a quarterback with the third overall pick and trade Tua. So, They're yeah, ready to walk I mean, already. It's like you know, it's, it's so like, crazy. I, here, here's here's the thing though. Think about it historically, and I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just going to go through some names that that teams gave shots to, and ultimately maybe they they gave them too much of a leash, and it hurt the organization. Like uh, let's see, Christian Ponder, JP Lausman, Achilles Smith, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, I could keep going. Joey Harrington. So like, because, because you, you, you draft a guy in the first round, ultimately a lot of these teams think, well, you gotta give him a few years. Uh-uh. Not now, not in this NFL. Now a quarterback's coming out and doing what Justin Herbert did. I mean, he was phenomenal, right? But Jalen Hurts, I mean, he had like, a small sample size. He played pretty well. And, like, and in Donald's case, he's being coached by the worst coach in the NFL. I know. I, Donald, I'll tell you, if I'm a Jets fan, thank God I'm not. Sorry, Jets fans. If I'm a Jets fan and Sam Donald's the starting quarterback in 2021, I might be jumping ship. Wow. Ultimately, I wouldn't because I, I the Cowboys, you know, won one game and and okay. three the following year back in the 80s and 90s, and I mean I'm still here uh, suffering. But <laughs> he can't be the court. Let him go someplace else where maybe he maybe it's a Ryan Tannehill scenario. Who knows? But I mean, I, I think it's run his course with the Jets. The Jets can go out and draft a quarterback with the second overall pick, right? Or they could try and make a trade for whoever. Deshaun Watson, throw the name out there. I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'm gonna be writing this offseason wish list mm-hmm. in 2021. This will happen probably right out right after Super Bowl. Because right now we're still sort of, you know, neck deep in postseason uh fantasy stuff. But on that Jets wish list, man, I'll say Sam Donald needs to get out of there for his own good. Give him an opportunity to go and prove that he's actually a pretty good quarterback someplace else without Adam Gase and out of New York. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is. Maybe it's Indianapolis. If the Colts don't trade for Wentz, wherever it is, give him a shot. What are the Bears going to do with their quarterback situation? Do they run Dude, it you back? Got, you you got – why would you want Trubisky back? Like, I, I, I get I, it. I, like, he won games, but he's not a good quarterback. Like, he's okay. He's okay. If you want to go eight and eight and get beat in the playoffs, and typically you're not going to make the playoffs at eight and eight. And I know that I know that Foles was the quarterback for a lot of those games and, and whatever the case may be. But Mitchell Trubisky's not a good NFL quarterback. He's not, he's average. He's okay. He's all right. He's like a granola bar. But you know, if you're hungry, the Bears quarterback is always average, though. The know, Bears like the place where offensive players go to die. I hope Allen Robinson gets out of there. I really, I really do. I love. They don't it. even use Riley Ridley. I know. Not and a, it's like he can play. <laughs> but so Chicago could. Who knows, man? Like, are are the Falcons going to make Matt Ryan available in a trade? Is Matthew Stafford going to be available in a trade? Cam Newton's going to be out there. I think Cam's going to Washington. Just it seems too. It seems too obvious for that not to happen. But then why uh, didn't it happen this year? They See went out. Or were they that sold they, on giving Haskins the shot? Well, they brought in Kyle Allen, remember? 
Yeah. Right? Remember, they made the trade for Kyle Allen, and then Cam became available. So I don't know if the organization was like, well, we've got Haskin, and you know, we we want to try and see if he's if he's going to be the future of the franchise. And we traded for Kyle Allen. So can we really bring in Cam? Maybe that was the conversation. I don't know internally. I, I, no I, I, I interviewed Doug Williams over the summer when all oh, that I stuff was, when all that stuff was going down, and you know they was trying to get me to ask, oh, if, if they're going to change the name. I'm like, I'm nah, we just going to talk football. So mm-hmm. and I, I talked with him about Haskins, and I mentioned, I said, listen, the regime in 2019 wanted no parts of Haskins. They wanted no parts of the organization. They sabotaged Haskins. Hell, they sabotaged their own jobs. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised the Lanyard worked all season long that they was able to get into the building. <laughs> and he kind of nodded in agreement. So I said, is this, is he going to have the opportunity to be this team's starting quarterback? And Doug Williams told me that this was basically Haskins' job. And Haskins came in and made a fool of himself. So Maybe that is maybe maybe that gives credence to bringing Cam in this year because you don't have Haskins there. But if I'm DC, I'm Bring like, let's Cam. get us a quarterback. Well, no, they have what? to do that. They, no, they have to do that. But Cam can be the bridge. Okay, like, he can be the bridge quarterback. Cam didn't look good I, 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 this I, I, year, though. What's that? Cam didn't look good this year. I know. I, I I get it. I understand. But he knows the offense. And Washington's not going to win a Super Bowl next season. Like, they made no. the playoffs with seven wins. Their defense is really good. They need to make some improvements on the offensive side of the football. And I would argue that Cam Newton, even though he didn't look great, is going to be an upgrade over Alex Smith or even Taylor Heineke because it's yeah. one game. It's one game. So, uh, and certainly Dwayne Haskins, who, who's no longer there. Kyle Allen, uh, you know, who, who's going to be their starter next? I have no idea. To me, Washington needs to bring in Cam and go after a young quarterback in the draft and go from there. And and that's what that's what they need to do. So and see so now this is where I'll go back and people will disagree with me. If you're a Washington fan, how'd you like to have that uh 10th overall pick right now? Yeah. Or the or the 11th overall pick right now. How'd you like to have that instead of playing well but getting beat ultimately in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, that, 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 they, 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 I'll be honest with you. Knowing that fan base the way I do, living in that area, they got that, they got that division championship banner, and they're going to use that to hold over Dallas Cowboy fans. Trust me. Seven wins. <laughs> and the Cowboys stuck. And 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 the record books is going to go down as the football team won the division. Let me ask you this, Mike: If the Saints get knocked out next week, what's the play? Where do you go? Do you say obviously you go obviously Sean Payton's under contract? Drew Brees is probably going to go to TV for a little bit, and then the next thing you know, he'll be shaking hands and kissing babies as he prepares to run for the governor of Louisiana. <laughs> Ultimately, that's going to be Drew Brees' job, the governor of Louisiana. Now, with that being said, if they get eliminated, you what do you do now? Well, Ian Rappaport has been suggesting that Brees is going to retire. I think he that- will. And he's he's got sources telling him that Breeze is going to. I want to be surprised. He's got another year under under contract, I believe. I'd have to check on that. But he's if he retires, that shakes everything up, right? Yeah, he's got another year uh, uh, on his deal. Um, if he retires, that shakes everything up. Did the Saints trade Michael Thomas? Do they re-sign Jameis? Is Taysom Hill? 
their their quarterback. Taysom Hill's a free agent too. Mm-hmm. So once we get into 2021 in the offseason, they don't have anybody except for Breeze under contract. So that's going to be interesting. The Saints offense could look and will likely look a heck of a lot different in 2021. I but agree with you. I, I, I'd be... I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if Breeze came back, but from you know when there where, where there's smoke there's fire and just every report that you see from very smart people suggesting that this is going to be the the end of uh, Breeze's illustrious career. Is it the end of Phil Rivers' career? Well, Rivers had suggested that if the Colts don't bring him back, he would retire. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of kids to take care of. He's got. Yeah, nah. yeah, He's made a lot of money over his career, so he's good there. But, you know, he's got a lot of kids to take care of. Yes. Uh, in terms of being there, you know, father figure, all that kind of stuff. No being doubt. home and not being uh, playing playing in the National Football League. So if Indianapolis goes out and gets Darnold or they trade somehow for Wentz, is Rivers gone? Um, I, I'd say there's a good chance. He also uh, is, is going to be going into free agency. And, I mean, you know, Phil's up there in age. Phil's going to be uh, 39 when next season starts. So maybe it is time for him. And, and he played well against Buffalo. I mean, he, he did everything he could, uh, but they just ran into a, a hot team. And I think yep. Rivers, yeah, yeah, he had a decent season. So he's going yep. to the Hall of Fame, I can tell you that. Yeah, no doubt. He's a Hall of Famer from that, you know, from that one of that one of those legendary quarterback classes. I'm, I'm a Phil Rivers guy. Now, if Phil Rivers going to the Hall of Fame, Tony Romo has to go too. But that's a debate <laughs> for another time. You well, know what I'm Romo is going to the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster, the, the College Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, no, did you, you? So you were watching that game, and it, it, how many times was Romo and Jim uh, going to use that tip? How many times did they did they go there during that broadcast? Everyone, do you know what I'm talking about? Which everyone, tip is that? everyone on social media. Because Romo said just the tip a few times in the game yeah. where the ball was tipped and the tip of the ball didn't get over the goal line and everyone on social media was having an absolute blast with it. Very, so it, very, it, it was, very funny. It was, uh, it, it, was, it was a bit and, – and Nance is a good friend of mine. Like it was, it was odd, you know, like to hear them – uh, it was more. It was more Romo. It, it was odd, but it was. I mean, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of funny. Nah, and I, and 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 listen. The thing about it is, they do a great broadcast. I think he is. I think he is setting himself up to become the next uh, John Madden. I think he's going to have that kind of post football mm-hmm. career. He makes a ton of money. Uh, make more money than he's ever made playing football uh, in the broadcast booth. But if 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 Phil Rivers go in, that makes it. Then you make a case for Romo and for Donovan McNabb. Um, and it's going to be tough because people don't like Donovan McNabb, but Tony Romo is uh, liked. But the numbers are, and the accomplishments are pretty much equal, except Tony Romo never went to the Super Bowl, but Daz did catch that football. Yeah, Romo never got to the NFC Championship game either. I know. At least Danny White got there, bro. Three times. <laughs> Danny White's not in, and he's not getting it either. I no, like Romo. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player. I think he's very good. I don't think – he, you know, Hall of Very Good? Okay, yeah. If he got in, great. I think it would be great. I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, so but yeah, I I don't know. I just what you know, Danny White has been a, a, a is, is in. He's like the closest Danny White has got is, is as a punter. I forgot that Danny White was like a lethal punter. Uh, back yeah, back dude. back in yeah, his era, he used to be the quarterback and the punter for the Cowboys. You remember, and obviously you remember the great Randall Cunningham punt against yes. the New York Giants. 
That was that. A, he blasted that Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was was that one. Did he punt that one out of the end zone? Is that nah, was that the one? No, no, it was no, a you know ninety-two yard punt. It rolled. Right. Mm-hmm. He was he he's the only player in NFL history. I got it. it was he who's had a ninety plus yard punt and a ninety plus yard touchdown pass. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I want to I want to say the touchdown pass went to Freddie Barnett, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Would you Buffalo Bills right quick running back? Mm. Is that a, is that a problem for them? Yeah, they need to upgrade. Zach Moss, I mean, he only had one, you know, he's only had one year. He showed some flashes, but he could never ultimately separate himself from Singletary. He's not a durable guy. Imagine if they got a back. I'll tell you this. There's there's some guys that are going to become free agents that might be fits for Buffalo if they want to go that way. I don't think anybody's going to spend a lot of money on a running back. Uh, no, it, it's kind of tough to do that. Aaron Jones, a free agent. I'd love to see him go to Atlanta. We'll talk about that uh, in future pods. James Conner is going to be a free agent too. So, I mean, there, there's there's going to be some guys out there who uh, Chris Carson's going to be a free agent. Kenyon Drake is going to be a free agent, right? Philip Lindsay's going to be a free agent. Mike Davis, Todd Gurley, although nobody wants him anymore. Nobody. Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, going to be free agents. Uh, so I mean, there, there, you know, there, there's some, there's some hot guts. Hey, running, back, that's, that's tough. running back be 27 years old, and you'd be like, oh, it's over. <laughs> right, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, Marlon Mack at 27. You'd be like, what? I'm 27. You're like, yeah, it's tough. Right, remember that, Marlon? Everyone was that. That was the big hurdle for uh, Jonathan Taylor. That's why a lot of people were a little bit worried that he wasn't going to be such a stud. But, and he wasn't in the first half, and then second half, boom. Listen, Marlon Mack's going to be back next year with the Colts. He's Why a free not? agent. He's twenty five okay. years. He'll be twenty five. Why wouldn't the Colts just go with Taylor yeah, and, and you're right. And you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I think they like him. The the coaching staff likes him. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But ultimately, it's going to be about money. All right, let's get in here. And let's break down these Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a lot, it's a lot oh, going on here. Gosh, we saw Deontay. We saw Claypool mm-hmm. uh, explode mm-hmm. or come into their own fantasy wise. Uh, Ebron gave us some some good moments throughout the course of the season. But as you mentioned many times, they stopped running the football. And then what are they going to do at quarterback? Don't get me wrong. Roethlisberger put up good numbers last night. But, you know, in garbage time, do they run it back with Big? I mean, if Big Ben wants to come back, you kind of tell him, yeah, yeah, sure. Come on back. It's Big Ben. But they got to figure something out because the teams in the AFC are not coming back to Pittsburgh. And it doesn't look like Pittsburgh is catching up to them. It's so strange because, you know, the team went eleven to zero and then one and five, and they were throwing and they were just throwing the ball all over the lot. And honestly, like they didn't really have much of a running game all season long. Mm-hmm. I mean, Connor had some good games to start the year, but then every week that pass run percentage just kept tipping quicker and more and more and more in the favor of the pass. And uh, they weren't running the ball very much at all. It didn't matter who the running back was. You know, Benny Snell had a a, a decent game here or there. But that was about it. They're at wide receiver. I think they let Juju walk because you got James Washington under contract till 22. Claypool obviously is on his rookie deal. Deontay's there until 23. So you let Juju walk. I don't know what they'll do with Connor. I really don't know. I, I don't think they're going to pay him. Yeah. I don't think they're going to pay him. 
but you know, running backs, that's kind of like, uh, you know, that, that, that's the, you know, that's, that's how it, how it is at the running back position. You kind of know, you know, unless I put up Christian McCaffrey type numbers or Dalvin, Cook, I'm not likely to get paid, you know, a whole heck of a lot. So that's uh you know, that's their burden to bear, but Pittsburgh's offense could be Eric Ebron's a free agent. I believe I mean, I'd have to look at my list, but uh, he's no Ebron's Ebron's under contract till 22. So Ebron will be back, but Juju, I feel like if there's a team that I'd like to see him go to, how about the Raiders? I was going to say the Ravens. Well, Raven, but yeah, no Ravens. Ravens is a Ravens is a possibility as well. But what about the Raiders? Yeah, like because that. Nelson Aguilar, the number one wide receiver, is a free agent, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe they won't. It depends on what he wants in terms of contract. But I mean, you bring Juju in there, right? I mean that that that'd be a nice option there uh, for for Derek Carr. But I, I could see Ravens. The Ravens definitely need to get a one, or or at least a guy who's who's you know a one A for uh, for Hollywood. If I'm, I'm sure when he got to Tampa. Somebody took Antonio Brown's telephone and deleted all the social media apps um, because we haven't heard anything from AB. Mm-hmm. But if Pittsburgh lets Juju walk, I guarantee Antonio Brown is going to be like, I told you. I of course. told you. I told you. Mm-hmm. Because what Brown was telling him, and trust me, Brown was all over the place, mainly out of control in the offseason last year, going into that, you know, all the stuff that went down before he ended up for New England for a game. But the one thing that he said that it always stuck with me when he was telling Juju, they will do it to you. They will yeah. do it to you too. And he was 100% correct in that. No doubt. Hey, dude, li- listen, man. The NFL. Not for long. They, they, did, <laughs> they, they did it to me. Yeah, they you're did right. It to some of my friends. You're right. 100% correct. You're right. So... It, listen, man, I mean, it ain't a family. It's a business. The NFL wants yep. to come out and say, oh, the NFL family, that's a bunch of crap. It's a business. And all they care about is their dough. Yep. And it's the same with the teams. They don't care. Todd Gurley was one of the elite running backs in fantasy football. He got the Rams to the Super Bowl. When it looked like Todd Gurley was not going to be able to get the job done, L.A. jettisoned him. And didn't want to pay him. And didn't think twice about it either. It's it's a nasty it's a nasty businessman when it comes to that. There's no loyalty at all. There's none, right? I mean, A. B. and Le'Veon Bell had to be laughing last night. I mean, I know they won nothing with Pittsburgh either, but still, yeah. their teams are alive, and Pittsburgh yeah. got embarrassed by Cleveland. That's and the first game. I mean, Cleveland's won. They had won like two games since they came back in '99 as the Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh. Two. That was it. So, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Juju was elsewhere. If you was, if you grew up a Cleveland Brown fan, would you be a Baltimore Raven fan? No, I don't think so. Like, I, you know, if I, I guess never happened to me, but I always wondered like, what would I do? Would I stick with the original franchise or would I show right. loyalty to the city? Well, it depends. Right. See, it depends. So if, if I, if I grew up in Cleveland and I'm a, like, you know, Miz, Nick, like a lot of my buddies, uh, Nathan Zagura. Like, you know, if you if you grew up in Cleveland and you love the Browns yeah. and they left, I'm not I'm not rooting for a team in Baltimore. Hell no. 
<laughs> but, you know, like if you're all right, sorry, if you're like us, right? We grew up in the tri-state area, but we're Cowboys fans. Yeah. If the Cowboys left and became, I don't know, the 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 Albuquerque Isotopes, I don't know. Yeah. I'd probably still root for them. I'm getting a jersey, son. I'd probably still root for them because, I, like, when the Hartford Whalers left Connecticut, and I grew up in Connecticut, I still followed them in Carolina because I wasn't really a huge hockey fan to begin with. Yeah, but they actually were like, you know, they actually got to the Stanley Cup Finals. They won a Stanley Cup, and so I, I didn't follow them nearly as closely. But I, 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 hey, okay, yeah, the Hurricanes, you know, they won a Stanley Cup. That's the, that's the whale. Good for them. But if you're if you're like sort of emblazoned into a city, like it's oh man, I you know I'm yeah, all like clear. A team leaves, you're not going to follow that team. No, yeah, I mean, like, like the Yankees left New York. I'm going to be like, I mean, even though that would never happen, but you know what I'm saying? If the Yankees went to New Jersey, I wouldn't follow them no more. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, before we get out of here, we do have national championship going down tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got three players that will more than likely, well, probably, but we got three players that will certainly be first round draft picks, knock on wood, uh, barring anything, um, you know, tragic happening tonight. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure everybody gets through the game healthy because, you know, we got some um big um careers on the line. Um, well, big money to be made for these young men. I believe Mac Jones and Devontae Smith are first round draft picks, and obviously Justin Field will also be a first round mm-hmm. draft picks uh as well. So you can watch those players tonight. I think Smith Smith looks like a instant impact player. Yep. Miami. Ooh, that early right there. I mean, you don't got, think he's worth you don't, you don't think he's worth that pick? Yeah, no, he is. And Tua, okay. and Tua, and Tua would love it. All Deshaun Watson, whoever the quarterback's going to be. How <laughs> do you think? Do you think we could see six, seven quarterbacks going in the first round? It's possible. That's a lot. That's a lot. But it, anything's possible. Quarterback is the it's the hardest position to fill, and there's a lot of teams that need one. Yeah, there's a because, lot of th- because think about it. We're getting to the point. Where you know that draft class that had Roethlisberger and Rivers, Eli Manning is already retired. You know Drew Brees now is getting up there. Brady's got maybe one more year left. The greats from from those classes, they're they're going to be exiting stage right here uh, if they haven't already very shortly within the next year plus. I think Big Ben will be back. Rivers is a question mark. Brees is a question mark. So, and, and we're seeing also Corey, we're seeing a. We, we've saw it with Justin Herbert this year. I mean, Justin Herbert's coming off the greatest rookie season that any quarterback's had in the history of the National Football League, you know? And what we're also seeing is we're seeing a different type of quarterback coming out of college. Yes. We're yes. seeing a quarterback that not only is is going to be able to acclimate to the pro game quicker because they're playing a lot of that pro-style offense in college, but they're mobile. They're yep. mobile, and that's huge. It's And it's so much fun to have all these mobile quarterbacks in fantasy football. It's just great. We're seeing a lot. I mean, that's 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 the wave of the future, man. A guy who can beat you on the ground as easily as he can beat you with his arm. It's it's a lot of fun for us. Uh, the Jaguars take a quarterback. The Jets could take a quarterback. Um, I don't think Miami takes a quarterback. I can see Atlanta taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati will not take a quarterback. Philadelphia won't take a quarterback. I can see Detroit taking a quarterback in the first yep. round of the draft. Yep. Uh, I can see Carolina taking a quarterback. Denver can take a quarterback in the first round. 
Uh, Dallas doesn't need a quarterback. The Giants doesn't need a quarterback. Uh, San Francisco. Oh, well, that's, that's debatable if you're a Giants fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. San Francisco <laughs> could yeah. take a quarterback. They really could. Um, Minnesota's good. New England can take a quarterback. We could have Arizona could take a quarterback. I mean, I didn't know Arizona won't take a quarterback. I'm sorry about that. But there's a lot of teams that could take a quarterback this year. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very fun offseason, Mike. Put it like that. Yeah, it, it will. And and there's always going to be – and what's going to be weird, though, is like, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a combine. So, so you're not going to have a lot of buzz around combine performances and the such, uh, as we've seen every year for as long as the combine's been around. So it's going to be a little bit different. You remember, you remember the year that Josh Allen was drafted and there was just all kinds of buzz around him. And ultimately it's, it's panned out. He's been great, you know, yep. well, but there, there's going to always be, you know, that, that quarterback out there that all of a sudden there's going to be a ton of, a ton of buzz, man, a ton of hype. And people are going to start moving them up draft boards. It's going to be different because there's not going to be a combine, but that's, ultimately going to happen. It's ultimately, this offseason is going to be weird, man. It's going to be really weird. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll have, I'm assuming they'll have the senior bowl and the combine. I, I, I can't see a scenario where the combine is going to be possible. Yeah. I really don't. I, I don't know how that's going to work. And I think the NFL has got to figure out whether or not they're going to have a combine here soon. That, that announcement's got to be made sooner rather than later here. You know, we're in the second week of January already. So. No doubt. But whatever, whatever they do, we got you covered right here at SI.com and SI Fantasy. For Mike, is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and we are out.